Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Can you explain what the Olympic Village is? Like, it's it, it's is it just like a massive group of athletes from all around the, the world in one area, yeah. and you're eating in the same places? You, what what is it? It's the Olympic Village. It's like a small Sims, I guess. Yes, you're all placed into this big apartment complex, and every country has their own apartments, um, and. I think there's some weird thing that you have to bid to get closest to the dining hall because it's a long walk. If you are on the other side of the village trying to get to the dining hall, it's like a 3K round trip. So Aussie was always lucky that we were pretty close to everything. But, you know, you have eight people in one apartment. You're sharing a room with two or three people. The food hall is just a free-for-all. There's tables, food, macas, everything that you could want. There's vending machines full of coke and spry and powerade and it's just it's a dream like you just walk in there and you never want to leave that's what they call um obviously for athletic reasons as well but they call it the post-olympic depression because for a month of your life everything is on a silver platter and there's so much fun and there's so much access to all these different experiences and opportunities when you're at an olympic games that when you come out of there and you just go back to normal life it's like this come down that you experience that's just like what do I do now? Is there decent status as a swimming group that you are the first week? And uh, you know, I, and again, like I'm a massive Olympic games nuffy, so yeah. like I've just watched forever, and I'm an like I used to run, so I always used to think, "Geez, you must be pissed off racing like <laughs> day 13 of the Olympics while all the swimmers are clowning around because yeah. they, they don't have any." Like, are you guys just like? Is it a part? Like, is there parties? Like, is it is it something like once swimming finishes first week, athletes are just sitting around for that first week, going, well, da, 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 they're having their waters and stuff. Do swimmers then turn into party mode? We are the most loved team in that first week. People, we come back from swimming and everyone's like, "You guys are the best." In yes. that second week, they're like, "Get out!" <laughs> yeah, <it's> out <laughs> and it changed. Oh, I didn't. No, it wouldn't have changed. Twenty twelve was a free for all. Like that second week, we were coming back at all times of the morning there was no curfew because london was quite safe um in rio it was a little bit different being a little bit more dangerous we had curfews and we had to check in and all those sorts of things so yeah we were the most hated team in that second week (laughs) because some sports didn't even start until the second week yeah but they wouldn't move into the village until that second week Right. So there's cop and you're having the best time of your lives yeah your your competition's done thing you've built up for four years yeah 
you either won or you've lost, whatever it is, but it's happened. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I can't wait for my race in three days' time. Shut the fuck up. But we had the best time because obviously we finish and then we just get to go support every other sport. We get tickets to whatever we want and we just get to immerse ourselves in the whole Olympic experience, which we miss the opening ceremony every single competition Mm. because we are on the first day or the first week. So we do miss out on some things, but – swimmers are very lucky that everything's in that first week and we just have the best time in that that second one. And in, in the village, like you said, there's McDonald's. Are you, like, paying for that stuff? So what happens? You just go to a counter at McDonald's, you go, I want this, and then they just hand it to you, walk out. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I'm telling you. the vending you. machines, you just walk up, push a button, it comes out. And it's 24 hours. <laughs> we need to get fistball in the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're, uh, we're running a state uh, stateside for fistball. It's an international sport. It hasn't quite made the Olympics yet, but I am trying to compete for Australia. That isn't, is um, isn't e-games in the Olympics? Yeah. Like, yeah we could, I mean, that maybe, could be you. Yeah, I could Anything goes. That. And baseball's back, so. Well, can't play baseball. <laughs> yeah. So we're hoping to teach ourselves how to do other sports. <laughs> There'd be some big dogs rolling around in the Olympic villages. Mm-hmm. Like people that spring to mind are like the dream team. Yeah. In, uh, is that just like, hey, what's up? Hey, like. Hey, hey, LeBron. Hey, um, so hey what's going on? They don't actually stay in the village, so they stay out of the village. They're too big to be in the village. They would get hounded. They'd never sleep. People right. would be stalking them. All right, those sorts right, of right, things. Right. So they stay out of the village. They do come in to visit, and we were actually really lucky in the 2012 games. Our staging camp was in Manchester, and they were staying at the same hotel as us. So our dining rooms are next to each other. Just passing them in the hallway, getting in the lift with them. Classic. Just. Mind blown. And what's like, like, is that those people? Like yeah, LeBron, Kobe? Yeah, yeah. Who else is in there? Like what? Um, CP3 2016 was Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. Great. Like all the guys that. Massive. Men it was just. A, it was a very good team. Men. It wasn't. Melt, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't send like their second squad the like, like the World no, Cup this gone. The 2012 and 2016 was, was amazing. But That's unique. Like you're talking about like it's no big deal. Like it's unique that you're rolling Well, this is what I say to people is that, you know, we see these, we see our idols on TV and we idolise them and put them on a pedestal. But when you actually meet them and shake the hand, get a photo, have a conversation, like they're the most normal human Mm. beings. And I think that is a big misconception where people go wrong in treating athletes like they're invincible and that they should be put on a pedestal and, held to different standards than everyone else. But when it comes down to it, we're all human. And we're seeing that in the media with the whole mental health side of things is that we are seeing our athletes struggle now. We are seeing them come out and speak about it. So for me, meeting these incredible humans, you know, you've got um, Kevin Love, I think it is. Yeah. Has a charity. He's got a mental health charity and he's educating kids and creating curriculums for them um, to better themselves. So they've used their struggles and they've used their um, status to create something really beautiful instead of just resting on being like, I'm the best in the world, nothing can touch me, and then just retiring and going living on a boat somewhere. (laughs) So it's... It's really humbling and I love those experiences. And I always tell them in a classroom, I'm like, I've met Kobe Bryant. <laughs> he sat on my couch with a cheeseburger. <laughs> and people lose their mind. But it's it's crazy because they all started somewhere and they're all just ridiculously good at what they do. But it definitely doesn't make them any less human. 